0: go to the book of Mark chapter 11. There's so much power in us as the church. We have to get back to our inheritance. Jesus told his disciples, he says, listen, I've been a model for you of what's to come. I paid the ultimate price, but I'm going to send back a helper and his name is Holy Ghost. Some call him Holy Ghost, some call him Holy Spirit, the one and the same is the Spirit of the Godhead that comes to lead us and guide us in all righteousness, to strengthen us to live this holy life. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us and sets us apart to be different from the world. A lot of times when you see people that go to church but there's no difference between them and the world it's either they have not been filled with the Holy Spirit or they have rejected the Holy Spirit. They have neglected to follow as he leads them into righteousness. Our righteousness is not our own righteousness. For our righteousness is as filthy rags, but God's righteousness brings holy. It brings us into right standings with God. And it calls us not only God to recognize us and bless us and honor us in the earth. But it will cause God's creation to honor you. It will cause your enemies to eventually have to honor and bow down to you. For God to give you a favor that's unmeasurable. When you trust in his grace and his mercy. And you stay in the right place which is in the presence of the most high God. God will empower us to do a work that he's called us to do, that we may be a witness to others of his goodness. Has God been good to you? So important that we remember that, because that's where our faith will rely, is when we remember what God has done, then we will allow our faith to be in God and not ourselves Before you take your seats, let's look at this portion of scripture together. Mark 11, I'm going to start reading at verse 12. I'm going to be reading out of the Living Bible. The next morning, this is the day after Jesus has told his disciples to go and get him a donkey as he prepares to come into Pentecost. Well, not Pentecost. He's going to come into Pentecost, but he's preparing to come into Jerusalem to become the sacrifice. The next morning, as they left Bethany, he felt hungry. A little way off, he noticed a fig tree full of leaf. So he went over to see if he could find any figs on it. But no, there were only leaves, for it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, you shall never bear fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. I told you everything in life is voice activated when you put the right voice to it it determines if life's going to come out of a situation or death is going to come out of a situation what are you saying about your situation what are you saying about your life and how you think determines the outcome of where you will go says that jesus says verse 14 then jesus said to the tree You shall never bear fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, he went to the temple and began to drive out the merchants. There were merchants. There were people who were merchandise outside of the temple of the the Lord. They would sell the offerings, turtle doves and those things that the believers were coming to bring to worship. And they were outside taking care of their business and it says that Jesus when he arrived in verse 15 back in Jerusalem he went to the temple and began to drive out the merchants and their customers and knocked over the tables of the money changers and the stalls of those selling doves and stopped everyone from bringing in loads of merchandise He told them, it is written in scripture, my temple is to be a place of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of robbers. Please be seated. We're so grateful. We're so honored and we're so thankful for the word of the Lord that never fails and that as we depend on it and lean not to our own understanding, we will come up under the umbrella of God's grace and mercy that will bring us into places that we have never dreamed of. The Bible says that God has blessings that our eyes have not seen, neither has there entered into the hearts of men the things that God has in store for us. But it's according to our faith and our ability to trust God over and beyond every circumstance, situation, and issue, and dilemma that we've gone through in our lives. In the month of May, we talked about a very powerful, powerful subject And I talk about it all year long, but we really target it in in the month of May over overcoming mind battles. Proverbs talks about as a man thinketh, so is he. Whatever your thoughts, whatever you're thinking in this moment, whether it's righteous or unrighteous. Well, first of all, we have to understand you do not learn or know the difference between an unrighteous thought or a righteous thought until someone teaches you the word of truth, which is the word of God. The word of God is for healing, it's for deliverance, it's for instruction, it's for direction, and it's also for correction. For those of us that choose to believe God over and above every environment or situation or things that we've experienced, we believe God to be greater than, more than, and we believe that he loves us over and above we can ever love ourselves. One of the greatest revelations you can ever come into is that God loves you, And God has a purpose for you. And no matter what you've gone through, what you've been through, or what family you've been born in, anything negative, dark, and wicked that have come your way has not been sent from God. For there is another God, and he is the God of this world. This world is dark. This world is very chaotic. If you watch the news, CNN, Fox News, you watch social media, if you watch anything. Heck, you can just watch over the last several weeks of people going to prom. And you'll see how dark and wicked And devilish this world is. People think the more naked you are and the less you have on, the more you'll be loved and the more you'll be accepted. That's because we're in a dark world and people are trying to be heard. People are trying to be seen. And the truth is, nobody just wants you to think sexually about them, nor do they just want you to have sex with them. But people are crying out for attention. People are crying out for love and people are crying out for acceptance because many of them have never heard the truth or the righteousness of God preached from his word. This is why God tells us to forsake not the assembly of saints or the believers. We are, all, we are all a few days old and full of trouble. From this wall up here to the back wall back there. Had it not been for the grace of God, the mercy of God, the tender kindness of God, I would not be standing here holding this mic, being able to be a model of God's goodness. Whatever I am or whatever I shall be, I give him all the honor and glory because God did it. And God wants me to stand here and tell you that he wants to do it for you it's his desire for you but you have to trust him more than you trust your parents you got to trust him more than you trust yourself you got to trust him more than you trust your lover those that you're in relationship your friend your prayer partner all those relationships are wholesome relationships Uh, the lover if you're married all of those are wholesome relationships got to make sure you clarify nowadays even in the house of God yes sir told you I found out Tuesday I was trying to keep the, 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 some of the men away from daughters, protected daughters, and one of the brothers told me he had been through in a counseling session. I'm counseling him. He said, let me know he'd already been through three or four of them. So I can't help you unless you want to help yourself. And God can't cover you unless you want to be covered. And God can't keep you unless you want to be kept. And so we have to understand, why do I do the things that I do? And for the month of June, we're talking about the power within, and I want you to understand uh, that there's two powers that be. There's the power of darkness, that he's the God of this world. His name is Satan. He leads people into darkness. He leads people down the path of unrighteousness, of living unholy, and you don't know what unholiness is until somebody teaches you about God's holiness. Now, his holiness is not to judge you, condemn you, or to hold you up or to hold you back, but his holiness is to let you know that he has a better way for you. And if you've been struggling, if you've been dealing with issues in your mind, if you've been going through hardships, it's nine times out of ten because of the choices you've made or the voices you follow. And so I want us to identify here when Jesus is with his disciples, they are watching him because he is a model of what God desires to do in them after he leaves the earth. Let me say that again. Jesus is, he is intentional with what he does in front of his disciples. A disciple is a disciplined one. He's training them and teaching them how to be powerful. You don't come to church to sit on a chair, or as they call it, a pew, and lift your hands and shout to make the preacher feel good or make him or her feel righteous or make yourself feel better because you attended a church service. But the building is not the church. This building is a building that was built to house the church. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you become the ecclesia of God and God has an inheritance of power that he wants to give you so you can live a blessed life and live your best life. I want to get this clarification because too many people have mixed religion, man-made ways up with the will of God for your life. So people think they doing God a favor or they hold on just until they die. And you crazy. I am not holding on until I die. I am living a fabulous life in Christ while I'm here on earth because I know I only have a limited time to show up and show out for God and enjoy the people I love. I do not have time for no foolishness. And you should feel the same way. And when I got that revelation, I got rid of my cliques, I got rid of my clans, I got rid of my gangs, I got rid of my people group, and I got rid of my own arrogance of thinking that I was more than what I am. But when God makes you, you become a made man, you become a made woman in God. That means he puts his hand on you in such a way that can't nobody touch you. They can put their mouth on you, but it won't be good because they can't touch you. They can put their hands on you, but it won't be good. Because God's got his hands on you. God has a better plan for your life. Jesus is walking with his disciples and he's going to curse this tree because he can. I want you to understand God gives us the power to be able to bless or curse. And most people, because they don't know it, are speaking the wrong things in their life. They're saying some bad stuff and when the bad stuff happens, they don't like it. The Bible says that the tongue is one of the smallest members on your body, but it determines the outcome of your life. Somebody say that with me. The tongue is one of the smallest members on my body, but it determines the outcome of my life. That's why you need to look at some of your friends, some of the people you hang out with, determine the outcome of their life and determine that you'd rather spend time in the presence of God so things will come out right instead of coming out like your girlfriend's situation, your boyfriend's situation and realize I want something more to life than what we're going through and what we keep nursing and rehearsing in our conversation. Tired of being on the phone with you saying the same thing? Tired of riding down the street talking about the same thing? Tired of going to dinner the same conversation? conversation year in and year out some of the month you can mark your calendar because by now you should already know what you're going to go through in may what you're going to go through in june because some of us have been practicing darkness and we haven't been getting the outcome we want but we've been going to church jesus wants them to understand that they have power I want you to understand today that as a believer, if you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you have power within you to live righteous. The problem is that we begin to live according to our old nature. What is my old nature, Apostle Langston? The Bible says that we've all been born in sin and shaped in iniquity. My desire from the time I came out of my mother's womb was to be about me. Your desire from the time you came out of your mother's womb was to make it about you. That's why that baby, when they want that bottle, they start crying. They'll throw the pacifier. They'll throw the the, the bottle. They'll start kicking, won't they? You'll be trying to figure out what's wrong. At least a good parent will. Some of these parents now, I see them out in the world. They snatched the little baby up by the arm. I remember one time I was newly saved. Y'all forgive me for what I'm about to say. I was newly saved, loving Jesus, and I was in at the time. Kmart was open, and I was at Kmart, and this woman, she just calling her daughter all kind of little bees and everything. You little bee, you little this, uh, shut your mouth! Da 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 Right? He, she's just snatching her up by the little arm, and then finally, I just ho- hollered out, "You a big bee!" And she stopped and looked, and I just I said, "I'm just curious. How did that feel to you?" Because you've been calling your daughter that for the last two minutes. She looked at me and rolled her eyes and walked on. But I understood, uh, but I didn't understand like I understand now. She was full of darkness. She was full of anger. She was full of resentment. She had gone through some things in her life. Maybe she was molested as a child. Maybe she was physically, mentally abused. I don't know what trauma happened in her life that brought so much drama that by the time she went to raise her children, she abused the people she loved more than she loved them. Because she didn't have she didn't have the right information nor the revelation nor the deliverance that was needed to get that darkness up out of her soul. Some of you are sitting in here and you want better and you want the light. Some of you have been going to church for years, but darkness resides in the soul. Today is your day of deliverance. Today is your day. To earmark the day that you got your deliverance and your breakthrough. You have to serve notice on the devil that love don't live here no more for you. I evict you. Just like you don't want somebody coming up in your personal house you didn't open up the door for. Or maybe you made a mistake and left the door open and a stranger came in. What do you do when you see a stranger in your house? You begin to tell them the best thing you need to do is either get out of the house. I'm going to hurt you or I'm going to call somebody that can do something with you. Because you don't belong here. Well, when you see things happen in your life, you have to know how to speak to it. Jesus is speaking to this fruit tree because he's training them that they have power when they are connected to the vine. The vine is the father. Jesus is the entrance and the connector to the father. Without Jesus, there is no inheritance from the father. Jesus said, if you see me, you see the father. Whatever I do, I only do what the father tells me to do. Then he tells his disciples, I won't be with you long. So I'm teaching you how to walk in this power by denying yourself. The problem is we want God and we want to be. We want to be the great prophet. We want to be the great pastor, the great evangelist. We want to be the greatest in the room. We want to be recognized. We want to see more than everybody else. We want to be better than everybody else. And the truth is, when you're thinking about everyone else, it means you already are a failure. Because nobody can beat you at being you. The problem is you're really not clear who you are. But when you come into a relationship with God, God will share with you the intimacy of his heart about why he allowed you to be born again. It is quite evident to me when we look out in the world and people are not just killing themselves. There are many people over the years that have committed suicide. But now we live in a day and age where people don't just commit suicide. Before they kill themselves, they kill others. We're living in a world that's full of hate. We're living in a world that's full of anger. We're living in a world where people are so selfish and so self-consumed that they're not even aware that they're ticking time bomb. Because when things doesn't happen to me by a certain time or a certain way, then I'm going to express my pain and my anger on others before I leave this earth. I shared it with you guys. You can see a collage of pictures of things that have transpired over this year of so many people that have died tragically because of somebody else's inner darkness. And the crazy thing is most people don't even know that they're dealing with inner darkness until they implode. After they implode, they explode and they take it out on everybody around them. That mother I saw at Kmart, she was taking it out on her child. So she was a model to that child for how that child should raise her children because all that little girl gonna grow up to know is that she's a bee. So by the time the rappers rap about it, she identifies they're talking about her. We know this because now you have some prime time rapping women that y'all love. And they make songs about themselves being a bee. And if you're not careful, things that used to be derogative is now popular to say. People are proud to call themselves, I'm a nigga. Which simply means I'm ignorant. I'm unimportant. I mean nothing. You should use me and abuse me because I have no value. I'm a nigga. And so these are the models that the children have grown up under, that people uh, uh, have seen in the world, and they want to be accepted, so they learn the language, and the language is a negative. That means it adds nothing to you, but it takes everything from you. Look at your neighbor and say, we must be very careful in this season what we say about ourselves and what we say about our loved ones and what we say about others. The tongue, back to the tongue in the book of James, the Bible says that the tongue is one of the smallest members of your body, but it directs the path of your life. I love cruises. I go on cruises uh, many times, at least before COVID, hadn't been on one in quite some time. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that I get back on real, real quick. I love just being on the water. But it's amazing to me that that cruise ship can have so many thousands of people on this big ship, and this big ship is not just ran by the steering wheel, but it's a rudder. The rudder is on the back of the ship and the steering wheel is connected to it and whatever which way the rudder goes determines the destination of that huge ship with all those people on it. It is important in this season and time that you know who God has connected you to that's connected to him so you can know where you're going by seeing the outcome of the person that's delivering the message. I want to make sure in this season I'm not getting a massage in a service that I'm just not leaving feeling real, real good but having no sense of direction. I need somebody that is hearing from God to give me the word of God because Psalms 37 says that the steps of the righteous have been ordered of the Lord. But Amos 3:7 says God surely does nothing without first revealing it to his servants, not self-serving prophets, not self-serving prophets. His servants, the prophets that will lead you and guide you and bring you into all truth and all understanding. And the Holy Spirit will confirm it with signs, wonders, and miracles following. I don't know about you, but every day I live, I need God to move in my life. Because if God don't move in my life, every time I picked up my own life, I self-destruct. Not only do you, I destroy myself, but I would destroy my children. Today, when I look at my children, I see the blessings of the Lord on them because of my obedience. They haven't lived long enough, nor are they old enough to be able to follow God fully, yet to get the reward that they've come into. So Jesus is being a model here, and he's showing them the power that he has by what he says to a situation that he's not favorable about. Let's look at this verse of scripture again, because I want you to understand that Jesus came to teach them how to walk in power. My assignment is to get you to understand that God loves you in spite of you. Somebody say that with me God loves me in spite of me. It's not according to my right way of doing things, it's according to me trusting in God, believing in His Son Jesus, and receiving the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, and being led of God to come into a destination. And a plan and a purpose of satisfaction that God has for my life. And I want you to know the grass is greener on the other side. The water is sweeter. On, don't let nobody fool you. There is a better life than the one you've been living. And I'm talking about here and now. Ain't nothing like peace. I was a young boy. I thought it was nothing like getting a piece. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all will catch it later. Back then, everything I did was to get a piece. Got swag to get a piece. Dressed a certain way to get a piece. Went certain places to get a piece. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Just a piece. Peace or whatever. When you like something, you're going after that piece. But when I got Jesus for real. I got him down in my soul. I didn't know what the mothers were saying when they say he's down in my sanctified soul. I ain't know nothing about that. I just said what I heard others say. Have you ever been a fake Christian? You ain't got to raise your hand. Just say amen. Praise the Lord, reverend. I get it. It wasn't me, but I get it. I at least hear you. Huh? But when Jesus, the miracle worker we sang about, when he got down in my soul, I wasn't fake no more. Oh, some of y'all like fake. Y'all, y'all, know, y'all know what I'm saying. All y'all in here been fake at one time or another. Some of y'all faking it right now, and that's cool. I sat in the congregation and faked it. Even when I got a title minister, I ain't had no clue what that meant. So everybody said amen, I said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord, I said praise the Lord. But my lifestyle was not reflective of what I was agreeing with in the message. My lifestyle. Can you imagine that some? My lifestyle. My way of life. What I did when I left church didn't measure up. So I'm going to church but I got no peace. I'm jumping and shouting but I have no peace. But when I allowed Jesus to get down in my soul. He evicted darkness out. Darkness couldn't live there. So I stopped talking about people. Sometimes. Can't be honest, can't be saved. But because Jesus was on the inside, he would say to me, now you know that wasn't right. You know what you said, what you did. He said, son, didn't I tell you everything you put out in life, there's a harvest that comes back from it? In the world, they call it karma, What you put out comes back like a boomerang. Well, in God, we call it sowing and reaping. God said, whatever a man or a woman puts out, gonna come back to him. You talk about people, people won't talk about you. You come and get folk children, stuff happen to your children. Just stuff be real. That's why, I, like I be telling my children now, and when they go to laugh at something or somebody, I say, remember, you're gonna have children. You don't think about children until it's your turn. When I found out my wife was pregnant. I was like, God, let the baby be blessed. Let it have life. Let it have two eyes that work. Let it have two. You don't think about that stuff until it's your turn. Well, at least some of us. So Jesus is our great instructor. He's our great teacher. And he's teaching the disciples because he wants them to know who they are. He wants them to know about the power that they're going to receive because they haven't received it yet because he, he's got to be he's got to be sacrificed. And wouldn't it be a shame that all these years later, 2000, after his crucifixion, we still have in church and don't have no power to change our lives. Even if we see miracles in the service, am I a walking testimony that you don't know where God brought me from? But I'm going to tell you how good God been to me because I've been I've lived worse than you. at least if you know my testimony, you will know he can bring you out. You're looking at a young man that sold drugs. You're looking at a young man had contracts out on his life. You're looking at a young man that was a whoremonger. You're looking at a young man that was broken. I came from a family of brokenness. My daddy was a drug dealer. So the apple, don't fall too far. Oh, you don't have to like your daddy. You don't have to know your daddy, but the fruit, the fruit is what it is. Until you get born again. So Jesus, let's look at this again. We're going to close up in a minute. I want you to get it because we're talking for the month of June Pentecost. Sunday after after he died. he, He conquered death because of what was in him. And now the same stuff that was in him to conquer the grave is in you. The same But if you don't know it and you acknowledge it and you learn how to let the Holy Spirit lead you and shut the girlfriend down and the boyfriend down and all your friends and all the social media and all the TV and stop being led by everything that's on the outside of you. But invite Jesus in your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to grab hold of your soul, to change your mind, to get gossip out your mouth, to check your direction ain't going to change. Even if you preach. <laughs> it's, not, it's not preaching that changes you. It's the foolishness of what's being said through and by God that changes you when you believe it. Because you can't grab hold of nothing. You don't believe and you, can't, and you can't believe if you never heard or you've never seen more. God will always have models in front of you so you can know. The Bible said we overcome by the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus and his crucifixion and the words of our testimony. You can't know what God wants to do for you until you hear what God did for somebody else overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony don't you forget your testimony tell look at some of your friends cousins aunties and uncles and brothers and sisters in christ and point at them and say don't you forget your story i know you ain't where you want to be come on don't get scared help somebody i know you ain't where you want to be but you ain't where you should be you may not be where you want to be listen what i said But you ain't where you should be. For whatever reason, I don't know why he showed you mercy. I don't know why he showed you grace. Because you know when you look at the person in the mirror, you don't deserve it. Because some of y'all keep going back doing the same thing you did. But after the day, you said, I'm getting rid of the old nature. I want to come into the new. I don't know about you, but ain't nothing like a new pair of shoes. Ain't nothing like a new car. Oh, it just smells good when you get in it. Ain't nothing. It's something about everything new. God said all things new. Every day is a new day. A new day of promise. A new day of hope. Let's look at this scripture. Jesus is leading them. He's coming into Jerusalem. They've went and got the donkey. And uh, verse 15 again, he says, When they arrived to the temple, here they are in Jerusalem, and this is the problem, guys. He said he began to drive out the merchants, people that were there for every reason but prayer. He began to clear out the house. Every now and then, have you ever done spring cleaning? If you you haven't, do you remember when your grandma used to do spring cleaning? I told you my grandma Langston, I'll never forget her. She was a little woman in stature, very little woman. She was mixed with Geechee Indian. And my grandfather, he was a huge, massive guy. When he would get in his big, long, back then, they had them long Eldorados, the whole car would lean to the side. The shocks would have to make room for him. The struts would shift just so he can get in. And when we would get in, the car would rock for a minute and then straighten out. Uh, Y'all ain't hear me, he was a big guy. I think that's when my son Joshua got his height. He 11. He almost my size. But he was a big guy. But my grandmother, they didn't have much. Matter of fact, you go in the kitchen, you had they had cupboards that had no cabinets on it. They had a stove that you had to have a center block in front of it when they used it other than using it to heat the house. They were poor. On Saturday morning when it was breakfast time, she would tell me to go to the grocery store and buy some bacon bits. Those of you who don't know, know what bacon, it, was, it wasn't bacon bits, it was bacon pieces. I had never heard of it until I started spending the night over my grandparents' house. Went to the grocery store and found it. It totally shocked me because I didn't know it was such things of little pieces of bacon that you could get for very little. They had very little. But when it was time to spring clean, she would take the little that she had in that house. And she would take one of them old wicker brooms. You know the ones that look like a, what's the, what they used to make it out of? Straw. And she swept everything. She swept your bed. She started the top floor when she did spring cleaning. She swept everything that broom can get to. And she would sweep everything she got upstairs in a pile and sweep it down the stairs. She would get downstairs. She swept out everything downstairs. She would open the front door. My grandma did some real spring cleaning. I'm telling you this because some of us need to do this in our soul. There's times when you eat. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you eat, you just don't have time to clean. your stuff Some here, put something there, put it out of the way. But spring cleaning means you pull everything out. I didn't get my real deliverance, Emily, until I pulled everything out of me and put it, put it on the floor and say, God, if you don't do it, if you don't do it, God, the places I've been, the things I've done, The things I said, if you don't shift it. My grandma, she swept it. She sweep it out the front door. And then she would sweep the porch. And then she would sweep it down the steps. My grandma swept the sidewalk, y'all. And the driveway. And I would watch her to see. You know, she gonna put it in the dustpan. She ain't put no dustpan. She swept it to the street. Some of y'all. That was me. Some of y'all needed some spring cleaning. Because God is about to do something great for you. God, It's time to evict everything. Don't nobody know like you know. We know God sent his son because he loved us. We know Jesus died for us. But ain't some of y'all tired of confessing the same thing, but you ain't coming into everything that he promised for you? Well, I'm showing you Jesus was a model of this. He said, you got power. Look at here. Look at, look. He, said, he said, this is my problem. He said, he pushed them out of the temple to... Because they was too busy about their own business in God's house. And it was about what they was going to get. And it was about what they were gaining. So he, 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 he turned over tables. And he pushed them out and he said, y'all didn't turn my house that was supposed to be a house of prayer into a den of thieves. Now everybody is about what they want. Now everybody is about their self righteousness. I'm talking to you about a power that comes from the Father that will bless you, and you won't have to worry about you. The devil had you a shell thinking about yourself all day. What about me? What about my children? What about... That's the trick of the enemy. He'll make you become like those merchants. Everything you do is to be about you, your own selfish gain, what you gain, how you're going to live, how you going to do it. Jesus, Jesus, he's teaching them that it's not, it's not in what you have. It's not in what you possess. It's not in what you do. He said, but it's in the power of prayer. And he's going to show them because he just, he just cursed a tree. The Bible said he spoke to it. But how, what is the parallel from him speaking to a tree and then him going into the temple of God and turning over tables? Because he was saying, my house ain't working. Because I got thieves in it. My house ain't working. Because I got people that come to church just for what my father can give them. He said, but if we get back to prayer... Get back to his presence. He said, God, oh my daddy, my daddy will give you power. My daddy will bless you. My daddy will give you peace in your mind. And my daddy will give you the new house. And my daddy will give you the my daddy don't care nothing about that. My daddy wanna get you right. Because what's a man to gain the world? And lose your soul. Man, I'd rather have peace with my wife than than, than drive a nice car. Because you can have a nice car and you got to spend the night in the car because the wife drove you crazy. Huh? So that's why when I was in the world, I thought if I got a piece, it made me the man. Because if y'all women don't know, the men, all the men love talking about the piece they got. And that's why when I was counseling that young man, he started talking about all the pieces he got in the, in the church. Yeah, he bragged about it. I got y'all name written down. I gave it to Jesus, though. I can't do nothing with it. You got to. Why, why am I giving it away and free? Because you're looking for love in all the wrong places. God said, I love you. And when I touch you, I'll give you power. And when I touch you, I'll make you whole. And when I touch you, I'll bring you deliverance. I know your daddy wasn't there. Oh, he was there and he touched you wrong. Your uncle touched you wrong. Somebody did something wrong, but God said, I'll rectify the wrong and I'll make it right. He said, But if y'all done made my house to a den of thieves, you just coming so God can bless your money some more. You just coming to the altar because you want to be seen. You need a prophecy because you want somebody to think great of you. God said, No, 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 no. That's not why I'm sending the power. The power that we're talking about for the month of June, the power within, the hope of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is demonstrating power. And then he's going to tell his disciples that the reason I got to die is because I'm going to release the power when I go up. When I go up to my father, he's going to send a helper. And his name is Holy Ghost. And what you can't do on your own, he'll fill you. And the evidence will be. That's just the language, baby. That ain't. All right, let's look at this. We got, to, we got to go home. Isn't God awesome? Listen to this. Listen listen. in verse 15. He said, uh, "Mm, Father, we thank you. Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, come through here. Oh, touch our minds. Touch our hearts. Purify us, God. Because there ain't nothing pure about our flesh. Purify us. Somebody know what I'm talking about? There ain't nothing good in my flesh. Oh, God, you keep me every day. God, I thank you for renewing me and refreshing me. I thank you for keeping my mind on the right thing, even when it to Snap me back. I thank you. God, you got to snap back anointing. hmm I tell people, I used to say this. I used to say, if you want to know something about a person, uh, just look at the people they hang with. So I used to say that because you can kind of measure what they think about themselves, even if you think more about them than you should. Look who they hang with. Look who their friends are. And I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because you got to ask yourself. Because they can, they can be good friends with somebody that's a good person. And that's the good side of them. Then they can be friends with somebody that's just nasty. Just, they're just a nasty personality. Just attitude. Well, you know, if they're getting along with that part, that's a part of them. See? You're birds of a feather flock together. So I used to, that's what I used to say. But now I understand that the problem is, as human beings in our, in our, 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 in our humanity... We we use one another. And so we use one another in the flesh because we're like what they call bottom feeders. We eat the trash at the bottom. There's some fish that's called bottom eaters, feeders, and they eat everything that falls to the bottom. That's the trash. God called you to eat everything at the top some of y'all need to hear me you need to hear this message today you need to hear the revelation because god is calling you yes you ma'am yes you sir god's got something more for you god didn't bring you in here to be judged god brought you in here so we can judge the mess that's been hindering you from coming in all that god has already done for you there's somebody called you that's got to evict something in your life that's holding you up from the next level i don't know about you but i want to. I'm going to go all the way. My daughter is about to graduate on Tuesday, and she's going to be going on as a young woman to college. So I understand my season for fathering her at the dimension that I fathered her is over. Whatever I did to get it to this point, I can't go back and redo. Y'all didn't hear what I said? So if I messed up, it's going to have to be God that do a miracle that take the mess that I put in her life and make it right for her. Because there ain't nothing that I can do about it. That season is over. But there's a new season. Oh, and by the way, I thank God that God showed me how to do it righteous and showed me how to love her and hold her and kiss her and bless her the best way I can and make her. uh, Only a king can produce a prince or a princess. And and so God wants you to understand that in his kingdom, he called you to be kings. The Bible said that he's Lord of lords and king of kings. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, I... He said i'll lead you and i'll guide you and i'll protect you i'll give you power first over you then i'll give you power over the enemy i'll give you power in the earth i'll give you power the bible says the angels in heaven look low and want to know who is man that god is mindful of him Oh, you somebody. Baby, if you ain't accepted Jesus yet, you still need to know you somebody because he was willing to die for you whether you accepted it or not. Who are you? Did God love you that much? That's why I told you on Tuesday, what right do we have to come in and talk about each other, dog each other, look down on each In the church! Come as you are. But baby, if you grab a hold of this, you won't stay as you are it's got more for you. It's more to this thing called church and kingdom. God came to give you kingdom authority. You are the church. You are the ecclesia of God. You house the power and the presence of God. So Jesus is he's pushing and cleaning out the house. We got to have some true men and women of God that know how to clean out the house cuz a little poison and destroy the whole thing. That's why God told me when I brought y'all back Tuesday, he said now nah, sweep through. I said, God, sweep through. He said, Yeah, the sons and daughters during COVID that got the wrong head, changed their minds and bring them back in tune with the order of the house and the vision and the purpose of what I called you to. Because they're talking about each other and I hear them. And it's horrible in my sight. He said, I, I called my children to be on one accord. A house divided will always fall. A man and a woman who is a husband and wife. They will always end up divorced. See, somebody can stay together and be divided all while they're together. They can be divorced 20 years and just didn't go get the paperwork or leave the house. Children can grow up in your house and already know they ain't listening to nothing you saying. they just doing roll call while they're in your face. But as soon as they get old enough to step out of your house, why? They many you. So when we let Jesus in, he changes it all in our favor. Even when we're not perfect, he changes it. He takes the unperfect and makes it perfect. He takes the unrighteous and makes it righteous. I don't know about you, but Jesus, I want all the righteousness that you have for me. come on praise team look at this he says he says when they arrived back in jerusalem he went to the temple and he began to drive out the merchants and their customers and knocked over the tables of the money changers in the stalls of those selling doves and stopped everyone from bringing in loads of merchandise he told them it is written in scripture my temple my house my place of worship is to be a place of prayer for all nations somebody say all people But you have turned it into a den of robbers. When the chief priests and other Jewish leaders heard what he had done, they began planning how best to get rid of you. When you start telling the truth, Lying preachers that start plotting how to get rid of you, how to make up lies on you. I remember my spiritual father, Lord had blessed him so the only thing that they can find to try to condemn him and get other people to see him in a negative light, they had to say that his blessings came from him selling drugs and he was best friend with the, with the senior prosecutor of Detroit, Kim Worthy. How can you be best friends with the prosecutor and be a dope dealer? But, but they had to, he wasn't a womanizer, he didn't hang out with the other preachers and womenized, not saying that all preachers, Womanize, because I don't, wom- don't womanize. But they couldn't find nothing else and he would deal with unrighteousness in the church. What did they do to Jesus? Once you start dealing with righteousness, people will get mad at you. People will get angry because it's easier to live a compromising lifestyle in Christ than to be righteous. Because then people say, oh, you preaching a holier-than-thou message. No, it's not. I told you what God brought me from. I'm like Drake, brought me from the who did it? Who, who doing it for you? Who has done it for you? Who brought you out? Who set your feet on solid ground? Who, who brought you into, into righteousness when you know you was unrighteous? Oh we know who did it, but the Holy Spirit gives us power to not just prophesy. I'm glad that we can activate you to prophesy. Here we got the school of the prophets. We can activate you to prophesy. I teach you how to do miracles. I work in miracles and healings. It's just the power of God within. Teach you all that. But the apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, you can have the tongues of angels. You can have all these gifts and these abilities. But if you can't love, the greatest gift from God was his love, that he loved you in spite of your mess. He didn't pick you because you were righteous. He picked you because he knew you couldn't be righteous without it. What a mighty God we serve. That's right, son. What a mighty God. The angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. Can you imagine that, Keita, in spite of you? Don't worry about the people that accept you for you. Even you're wrong and say, oh, Keita, I'm just like you. You're a road dog. You're a beast like me. What kind of mess is that? A beast in the earth is going to the bottomless pit. You ain't no body in your flesh. You ain't all that in a bag of chips. If God snatch your flesh, you know how many people are buried right here? Your body ain't gonna move no different than nobody else when your spirit come out of your body. Don't think more of yourself than you ought to. Humble yourself. God had to knock Paul off of the horse and blind him to wake him up and open his eyes. God had to knock me off that horse. My prayer is I don't want God to have to knock you off the horse. I want you to come willingly. I want you to say, God, you don't have to send me to prison for 20 years. For those of us that may be in here and you're doing illegal stuff, you're going to eventually get caught. It's going to come to an end. God, I don't want, I don't want to have to do 20 years to find you. But I went to church and heard the preacher. huh? I don't want to, I don't want to have to get a, a sexually transmitted disease. I don't want to open up room for the devil, come in and destroy my children, destroy my life because I, I played the hypocrite. I didn't know better. The Bible said, when you hear better, better now you're accountable because he's calling you to do better because he's got more for you. This is a message of blessings. But we heard so much of that other stuff, men making merchandise because if they can make you jump enough and make you shout enough, they can make you give enough. But when you get righteousness it comes from God, it brings you to a place of soberness that causes you to prepare to live the best life you have ever lived because this life, as you know, it comes to an end one day on earth. And nobody that you're, you're pleasing and nobody that, that you're doing things in front of to win are going to be able to go with you. Everyone goes in their own time. And God wants us to know this so we can live the abundant life. And he says, oh, death, where is your sting? He even took the sting out of death. He said, you don't have to worry about it. This power, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He says, when your spirit step out of the body, you're going to see the Holy Spirit going to be standing right there with you. He's going, to, he's going to comfort you. This is what I love about God. It's so much power. That god gave through the holy spirit he says the same holy spirit gonna comfort your family when you leave them he gonna comfort you in transition he comforts them they're your leftovers that's why you want to tell everybody you know about jesus you want to tell everybody you know about salvation you want to tell and i ain't talking about a fake one i ain't talking about just the one you hear church i'm talking about the one that did something in your life if it wasn't for god he turned Everybody's story is different. I was a, somebody might say, I was a crackhead. I was a heroin addict. I was this. I was a whoremonger. But God, he got down on the inside of me. The same way he shifted that tree. He shifted my life. Verse 20. No, let's finish 18. When the chief priests and the other Jewish leaders heard what he had done, and they began planning how best to get rid of him. Their problem was their fear of riots because the people were so enthusiastic about that kind of teaching. They said, man, we'll lose. We'll lose. We'll lose. Said that evening, as usual, they left the city. Next morning, the disciples passed the fig tree. He had cursed. They saw that it was withered from the roots. That means the whole tree dried up. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, teacher, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Verse 22. In reply, Jesus said to disciples, If you only have faith in God, this is the absolute truth. You can say to this mountain, to this sickness, to this disease, to this situation. He said the same way I spoke to the tree. Rise up and fall into the Mediterranean and your command will be obeyed. All that's required is that you really believe and have no doubt. Closing scripture, verse 24. Listen to me. You can pray for anything. And if you believe, you have it. It's yours. But when you are praying, first, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against and your heavenly Father will forgive you. Come on, let's praise God. Come on, let's praise Him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. Hallelujah. 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 That's why. Right. Come here, Devon. When Devon and LaRoya couldn't have any children, and the doctor said, Y'all will never be able to have children. Do you remember? That? Yes, sir. Y'all came and told me. Yes, sir. what did I prophesy? What did I speak to you? All things new. You said I said, we, I just spoke to you. It was a New Year's Eve service. You and your wife were standing there. Yes, sir. And I said, what? All things would be new. Uh-huh. We would have a new house. Uh-huh. We would have a new car, and we would have children. And so we, so I said that you were living in somebody else's house. Yes, sir, in a two-family flat. Yeah. You, you, you had an old car. Yes, sir. And I said, God said all things new. All things I new. I spoke into your life. Yes, sir. Like Jesus spoke to the tree. Yes, sir. And the doctor said you couldn't have children. Yes, sir. How many babies you have now? Two. Say what? Two children. Say what? Two children. Where do you live now? I live in the suburbs just like you said, You sir. live in the suburb? Yes, sir. In a new home. Yes, sir. Brand, Brand new. new. home. Brand new home. Driving sir. a new car. Yes, sir. Got a new career. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. God gave you and your wife a new marriage. Everything new. I'm talking Hallelujah. about Hallelujah. On behalf of Apostle Clarence Langston and Pastor Robin Langston, we want to thank you for joining us for our Sunday worship experience. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 11 a.m., every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our Transformation Tuesday Bible Study, and Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. you can catch All Things New Apostles Morning Inspiration Show